Welcome to the Say It Out Loud podcast. I'm your host, Vasavi Kumar. If you're eager to gain clarity, speak with unwavering confidence, and liberate those inner voices, you're in the perfect spot. My mission here is to empower you to break free, find fulfillment, and ignite your passion. You ready? It's time to say it out loud. I've put together a guide of my top 10 tested and proven to work practical strategies and habits to help bright women like you say no, set your boundaries right, live confidently, and build healthy relationships, starting with the relationship you have with yourself. This is a self-paced guide, and I can't wait for you to dig into it so you can start becoming your most confident self because she's in there waiting for you. Head to the link in my show notes or go to vasavikumar.com forward slash guide and grab it today. Hello to my brilliant Being Human with Vasavi community. I'm your host, Vasavi Kumar, licensed therapist, confidence mindset expert, business strategist, and a first-generation Indian immigrant woman on a relentless mission to bring you simple and tangible actions and advice to help you step up your life and business. Get ready for unfiltered and unscripted conversations with some of the brightest and realest people I know in mental and emotional health, marketing, and business to help you get out of your head and get moving. I am super excited to share a few ways that you can work with me. You can learn more about those at vasavikumar.com or on my Instagram page at my name is Vasavi. The first way to work with me is directly in a one-on-one VIP capacity. This is a very high-level, high-touch, personalized opportunity to dig deep with me by your side to excavate your limiting beliefs and work through whatever is stopping you from being, doing, and having anything you want. And you'll be taking a lot of action. The second way to learn from me and be surrounded by people who are committed to becoming the person they were born to be is through my membership community. Mind your own business. To join the community, head on over to vasavikumar.com. And now it's time for another episode of the Being Human with Vasavi podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the Being Human with Vasavi podcast. This is a solo episode, which I gotta say, I'm loving just talking to you. And having these conversations with you one-on-one is so important to me. And I want to go ahead and say this right off the bat. If you're not already subscribed to the Being Human with Vasavi podcast, please go ahead and subscribe. If you've heard any of my episodes before and you're like, I really need to share this with a friend or a family member, please go ahead and share because sharing is caring. Also, um, if you haven't already, use your words, leave a review. It would mean so much to me. So thank you so much in advance. I uh, had the honor of being on the virtual riot, which was curated by one of my very good friends, Allison Bird, and I've known her for, I would say, about eight years. Um, she's uh, an older sister to me. I'm like the younger sister she never wanted. We always joke about it. I'm, I'm the annoying younger sister, which if you ask my older sister, she'll probably tell you that I was the annoying younger sister as well, but I'm quite lovable, actually. Anyway, I had such a good time being on and... Um, the entire purpose of the virtual riot was to raise $1 million in support of the most overlooked individual in our society, which is the black single mother. And I remember Allison putting this together a few months ago and, you know, just kind of brainstorming with her and talking to her. But this is truly a labor of love for her. So it's a labor of love uh, that, that she she was that she birthed because this um really what's been going on in our society, you know, I think a lot for a lot, a lot of people just seems like a moment and it's not, it's a movement. And so she kind of took it to another, she took it to a whole nother level. And, um, we had speakers on there such as, um, 
Melissa Urban, who's the founder of Whole30. We had Tina Knowles, Beyonce's mother, Michelle Williams, former member of Destiny's Child. Um, But it was a great event to be a part of. And I was asked one question. I was asked two questions by our host, um, our interviewer, Abby Gibb who um, her and I are now friends. And I say that like that because it's funny. You know, I was just just saying to her in my DMs on Instagram, and if you you don't already, go ahead and follow me on Instagram at my name is Vasavi. Abby and I were just like, can we just be friends now? And I jokingly said to her, you know, it's so much easier for me to make friends at 38 than it was when I was 22. Because at 22, I had no idea who the fuck I was. Like, I was just still trying to be liked and loved and picked by a guy. I still wanted, you know, the guy in my class to like me or or the frat guy to like me, right? Like, I didn't, I didn't know who I was. I was whoever I thought you needed me to be in order to get your love, like, and uh, approval and attention. So it, that's just a little side note for anyone who feels like, you know, they can't make friends later on in life. Not true. Um, it's just really about knowing who you are and uh, living and operating so deeply in your core values that when you do meet someone who matches that, it's like an instant match. I hope to find that in love too, wink, wink. Um, Not even a wink, wink. I hope to find that in love. Anyway, we'll see. God has a plan. Not a big deal. But back to friendships. Uh, Abby, if you're watching this, I just want to say I'm excited to be friends with you and get to know you and uh, grateful to Allison for connecting us through the virtual riot. Now, The question that Abby asked me um, for me to answer uh, as a panelist was, what she said to me was, is this, Vasavi, you help um, clients turn their rock bottom moments into unshakable power, which by the way, brilliant. I love the way she worded that because it's sometimes hard to articulate what I do for people because it's so... Uh, I, I, it's so close to me. It's, it's hard for me to kind of articulate that. And so she said to me, she, she asked me, you help your clients turn their rock bottom moments into unshakable power. And I actually turned that into my IG bio. If you go to my IG, you'll see that because it was so powerful. And she said, if America was your client in this time right now, what we're talking about, really making those reparations to uh, black lives in our country. But if America was your client, what would you say to your client? What would you say to America? And I said, the first and foremost, what I would say is take personal responsibility. I know it is hard when we think about the damage and the pain that has been caused to the lives of black people. It is it is painful to think about how much harm this country has done. And I can understand why it's no one really wants to take responsibility for it, right? Because it's like, I didn't do it. Why should I have to pay? Though Maybe those were my ancestors, but no, that's not the way personal responsibility works, right? As a recovered addict and alcoholic, what has been ingrained in my head is you take responsibility for all of it because that is where your freedom is. That is where true power is. When you say I take responsibility for all of it. Now, this is not me saying for all my codependents out there that you take responsibility for other people's emotions and other people's wrongdoings. What I'm saying is when you say, you know what? Let's just say I'm responsible for all of this. What would I do to make it right? Because there is no power in blaming anyone else. There is no point and there is definitely no power in avoiding the situation for all my avoidance out there. And so our greatest freedom and power lies in our willingness to accept responsibility for all of it. I remember when I was going through my my moral inventory throughout my 12-step process, my program in rehab, um, I had someone on my list that I had to make amends with. 
And I said to my sponsor, fuck him. I'm not going to make it like that was my attitude. It's not my, he did this to me. It's not my fault. And she said to me, if you really want to turn your life and will over to God and to a higher power, you have to be willing to accept responsibility for all of it, that you created this in your own chaos. And it's been a process because there's a part of me, that ego that wants to hold on to anger and not forgive. And then there's this part of me that just wants that freedom to breathe and freedom to just live and not have my heart, my mind, my energy be given towards something that's already happened. And so my response to Abby was, if America was my client, I would have America take full responsibility, first and foremost, first step, take personal responsibility for all of it, every single thing from day one. Number two, forgive. Because I don't think there's any point in hating ourselves and shaming ourselves. I think there's, you know, healthy shame. There's a, there is healthy shame that can actually propel you to do better. Uh, but a lot of times what happens is we shame ourselves and then we feel so terrible that we don't think any action matters. And we're like, I'm just going to sit and feel sorry for myself. Or we are so overcome with discomfort because we are so ashamed by our actions that we just, we don't even want to touch it or, or we want to externalize and we want to blame other people or say like, oh, well, you should just get your shit together, right? You should just do this. It's your fault. But no, forgiveness for ourselves, forgiveness for, you know, if America was to take responsibility uh, for the wrongdoings that have been done upon black people, it would look like, you know what? We were a new country that really was just eager to build and we didn't give a shit who we hurt. We just raped and pillaged and used the most vulnerable of populations. And we are wrong for doing that. And we did it no better. We were, we had our heads up our asses and we were trying so hard to be this big, bad country that we didn't think about who we stepped on to get there. That's it, right? Personal responsibility, forgiveness, and then you go to who you did wrong to. In this case, we were talking about black lives. And that starts from the leader, the leader of our country, right? Saying, we did wrong, we need to make this right. And when you have a leader who is willing to take responsibility for everything, that energy trickles down. But when you have a leader who's saying, let's build a wall, let's knock these people out. We don't want to, we don't want to have these people in our country, make America great again. That's the type of energy that we're putting out there, right? We are literally spewing out energy that screams, I am not responsible for your life, right? But here's the thing. That's not the way systemic racism works. It starts from somewhere. And it started from here in our country the day this country was born. How we even found this country, right? With such violence. And so... I love this question because we think that the issue is the government. We think the issue is our leaders, and it is, but it starts with the individual. If every single person had the mentality of, how am I responsible, right? If you're a white person watching this and you're like, well, I didn't do anything. Okay, no one said you did anything, right? So first of all, stop, right? But how am I contributing? How am I doing more harm than good, right? It's just asking yourself. It's like with anything in our lives is to take personal responsibility for how we 
are contributing to the problem because immediately washing our hands of it mean I don't have anything to do with this. And then you're exonerated, right? Then you don't have to worry about anything. Then you don't have to really make things right. You just get to carry on. And that is a privilege, which I think is hard for a lot of people to swallow. But I came on here to really share that it is sexy to take responsibility for our problems. And there is power when we take responsibility for things like full responsibility. And if it's like you find yourself stopping yourself, you find yourself getting in your own way and you're like, why do I keep doing that? Right. And it's easy to get caught up in the, why do I keep doing that? Why do I suck? But instead being like, all right, I have these thoughts. I have these beliefs. What do I want to do differently? There is power in your ability to take responsibility for everything in your life, especially, you know, especially your life, because that's really all you have control over, down to the thoughts that you think, right? So rather than the thoughts come in and out of your head and you're like, where do these thoughts come from and blah, 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 you know, really asking yourself, where do these thoughts come from and how am I allowing it to still stop me in my life? What are the stories that I am telling myself that is keeping me from being fully self-expressed? How am I getting in my own way? Now, most people have it twisted. Okay. And let me tell you why. When most people get on this path of self-awareness and self-journey and getting on their self-journey and self-development, they have a tendency to beat themselves up. They have a tendency to be like, oh my God, I'm awful or I'm this, or this is my, this is my dark side. I need to fix this about myself. I can't believe, like, no, I need you to treat yourself like you would a child who is learning how to walk. Most of the time we're trying to build in all these new habits. How about we first stop doing the shit that we've been doing and then we add. And I'm all for building new habits, y'all. I really am. I, I love the new habits. I love it. But it is, it's like, it's like building a house on faulty foundation. You cannot build all these new habits on faulty foundation. Why? Because at some point, these new habits that you've built will come crumbling down. What you're going to notice after 30 days, 60 days, the voices are going to come back. The mind, the, the, the toxic mindset beliefs, right? Saying, who am I to feel this good? I don't deserve to feel this good. Most of us are addicted to chaos and pain. We are, and we're addicted to feeling like shit. So we'll be on this gung-ho journey of I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that and I'm going to blah, blah, blah. And then a few months will go by, maybe 30, 60, 90 days or even more. And then we're like, wait a minute, something is wrong. Or those old beliefs will start to resurface because we are not taught to feel good. We are taught to feel bad, feel guilty, stifle our voices, suffocate our needs, settle, put up with bullshit. And so we're constantly looking outside of us for validation. We're constantly looking outside of us to feel good. Okay. We haven't been taught how to think for ourselves, right? My mother gave this, uh, uh, read this quote to me by, by one of our gurus, our uh, Hindu gurus. He's old, er, 
Self-identification with the limited is the cause of suffering, right? When we identify ourselves with our mind and our thoughts, that's when we suffer. And so really the ultimate goal is to be the observer. That I definitely know when thoughts in my mind are the voices of my ego and of my pain versus my higher self. I know the difference. And even as I'm saying this right now, I can find, you know, moments uh, like today that I found myself addicted to my own pain and suffering from the past, right? But it's not about never having those thoughts again. It's about knowing the difference, right? That discernment. Most of us were either raised in a chaotic household and had firsthand experience with conflict, or we were raised to avoid our problems and swap our feelings under the rug. Both scenarios prime us for disconnection from ourselves. Learning how to think for ourselves begins with being able to withstand all of our feelings, especially the unpleasant ones. I say this on my social media all the time. I'm like, listen, I'm all about making you feel good, but you can't really learn to feel good until you learn how to feel like shit and be okay with it and not reach for people, places, and things, right? We seek out what is familiar to us. So if you grew up in a household filled with arguments on predictability and stability, this will most likely lead us to subconsciously seek out people, places, and things that remind us of the chaos. Now, logically, that makes no sense, right? Why would anyone seek out chaos? Because it's comfortable. It's familiar. It's safe. And even though we tell ourselves that we don't like the drama, our nervous system is used to the ups and downs. In fact, peace feels more uncomfortable than chaos does. This is a bold statement to make, but I'm just going to say it. Every single problem we experience has a solution, and it all starts with saying no to the chaos. Most people deal with their problems by freaking out and worrying about the worst case scenario, which inevitably sends them into a downward spiral of darkness and doubt. We look to who we can blame and point fingers at, and the solution is by asking the right question. How am I responsible for this? Or how did I create this, and what do I need to do to solve this? That is personal responsibility. And because we're addicted to chaos, worry, anxiety, and trying to control the crap out of everything in our lives, we don't ever really seek a viable solution. We stay stuck in the never-ending cycle of drama, chaos, and worry, only to feel defeated, small, and powerless. Only through stillness, self-reflection, and questioning our thoughts can we begin to notice our beliefs and our behavioral patterns. So I have a quick exercise for you that I'd love for you to do after you finish listening to this episode. You're probably not going to like it, but I promise you, I promise you it is a valuable exercise. I want you to write out every painful event in your life in a book, in a, in a journal. That's it. That's all I want you to do. Write it out from the time that you were born that you can remember every single painful event that comes to mind. You might have to revisit it later, right? Because there's probably more there. The process of this is to empty your mind. I want you to empty your mind because it's all in there, right? And it probably shows up and you're reminded of it when you talk to certain people or something happens and you get triggered by it. I'm going to Share in the next solo episode what you do with that. For right now, you're safe. Just emptying it out in a book. Empty out and write out every single painful event. 
Because here's the thing. It's in your head. It's already in your head. And it may show up when you're triggered by things or if you watch things or someone says something to you in some sort of way and you don't like it. It's all there. Why not just get it out of your head and put it in a book and put it aside? And I want to shout out my mother right now because it was, that was my mother's um, exercise that she had me do. Isn't that funny? She had me do this because I mentioned to her, oh, wow, like I was, I was kind of reflecting on how far I've come in my life. And she said, you know, you're no longer that person anymore. You can let it go. It's okay. You're not, you're not abandoning yourself by moving on. And so it was one of the most powerful exercises I did. And that's what I did. I'm going to share what I did after that. But I want you to just take this one step at a time. Just empty your mind out. Get a quiet place. Empty out your mind. Write down everything that brings you any sort of pain and discomfort. And get it out of your head and put it out on paper. That way it's not stuck in your head. It's a brain dump. I have my clients do a brain dump uh, at least every week with their ideas, with their thoughts, their worries, their fears, their anxieties, because it's in your head. You might as well get it out on paper so you can at least confront it. The point of doing this exercise is to confront it. So this is part one of taking personal responsibility and really learning to sit with ourselves is to write out every single painful event. And I'll be back with another on the next solo episode with what to do once you look at those painful events and you're actually just reading about them and they're not just in your head, how to actually turn that pain into power. Um, I, I, I want to just share this up front that I don't like leaving people in their discomfort. <laughs> as, one, as someone who's like, wait, I just want you to make you feel good. So I just, I want you to know that I acknowledge that like, I'm, I'm like uncomfortable if I'm leaving you uncomfortable right now, but that's the codependent in me, you know, the, the recovering codependent to be like, listen, you're going to be okay. Just do this exercise. Trust me, I've done it. And it's actually worked wonders for me to just empty my mind. Um, so go ahead and do that. And, um, in the meantime, catch up on old episodes of the Being Human with Vasavi podcast. Reach out to me on Instagram. Um, DM me at my name is Vasavi. And if you're looking for community and support, you always have my Mind Your Own Business membership community. I look forward to seeing you inside. And if you have any questions, you know you can reach out. Be sure to subscribe, save, um, share this episode with a friend. And I love you. And I will catch you next time on part two of this episode on the Being Human with Vasavi podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to the Being Human with Vasavi podcast. For even more inspiration and motivation to be the person you were born to be, grab my free guide on the 10 must-have habits of ultra-confident women over at vasavikumar.com forward slash guide. If you got some golden nuggets from today's episode, which I have no doubt you did, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast and leave a heartfelt review. And remember, when you know yourself, you can be, do, and have anything you want. If you love today's episode, then say it out loud. Subscribe, leave a review, and come say hi over on Instagram at my name is Vasavi. Until next time, say it out loud.